Okay, we are officially live. So first things first, Dr. Lita, thank you for doing this interview. Mm. I really appreciate it. <laughs> so happy to be here, Grayson. Yeah, yeah. And um, for the people listening, um, Dr. Lita here was one of my teachers at Five Branches. So it's a cool thing to like have it come full circle where we're getting to do a podcast here. So um, again, thank you. And just to give my, my listeners a, a background, uh, Dr. Lita, can you kind of give... Yeah, I always like with the Chinese medicine people, a little bit of a background, like why you got into Chinese medicine, mm. what you're doing with it now. And that gives people kind of an infrastructure of just, yeah. you know, what we're going to talk about here. It's a great question. Yeah. I definitely didn't grow up thinking I want to stick needles in people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. You know, I was living in San Francisco at the time, um, went to, just felt like I wanted to move out west. I grew up on Cape Cod via Vietnam and went to, did my undergrad in New York and felt that I wanted to experience California. So working in San Francisco for Levi Strauss um, and when I got the phone call that my sister had three to six months to live. And it was one of those things where I grew up in a family I mean, I hope every family's like this, that you do anything. You drop everything for your family. Uh, my sister's my best friend. So within three days, I packed up my whole life after living out west for a few years and was home. And honestly, Grayson, I couldn't, at this point in my journey, I didn't really know anything about health. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, obviously I ate fruits and vegetables, but there might be days where lettuce on my chicken sandwich was my vegetables. Right. Just, just being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So I, um, but I couldn't get my head around and this was pride, ignorance. How could this man, um, it was a gentleman. There's a bunch of different doctors at Boston, Boston Mass General Hospital and Brigham, Brigham Young Women's Hospital in Boston where so they gave such a finite sentence and I, the, the, the immediate reaction was, well, you don't know my family. You don't know us. Like, you know, we're different. Right. Um, we're kind of warriors, you know, and, and, and now I, I kind of, I'm glad I didn't know much. And I had that kind of tenacity, that spirit, that kind of fighter in me, because once the spirit is gone, you know, the will to live, we know that the physical can really, you know, take over. Absolutely. So in hindsight, but yeah, so I went home and, you know, I opened up the yellow pages yeah. and found a nursery and I discovered, I went and bought roots and there was dial up Yahoo news groups at that point. And I was like combing through those and I found, um, a burdock tea. Um, so I went to the nursery, boiled some, you know, roots and herbs, which I knew nothing about had her drink this nasty tea, very bitter. <laughs> I discovered Mishokushi, so macrobiotic cooking, understanding bitter and you know all these other things. Brought in really woo-woo healers. The only thing I'd ever experienced was a chiropractor at this point growing up as a gymnast, but you know, kind of biohacked, but not yeah. knowing anything. And you know, it's a little scary. I mean, I guess I just, you know, I didn't know anything. So fast forward, out of the groups of women, you know, the number of women that went through that chemo and that radiation, my understanding is that no one lived. Uh, my sister yeah. was the only one that lived, um, and she never, she doesn't have any side effects. 
from chemo and radiation. Not only did she live, she she had no lasting side effects of chemo wow. and radiation from the diet and from the herbal medicine and the energy medicine. Mm-hmm. And she's fine. Right. So from, from that moment, I said to myself, what if people, what if Americans, what if individuals do not have someone that had that kind of conviction for life? What if someone took that statement from that, you know, that powerful, brilliant doctor right. in a white coat um, as truth for them? So I just made a point in that time. I didn't know if I was really going to go into medicine, but I wanted to have better conversations. I wanted us to ask better questions around such a, you know, a finite diagnosis. I, I just, it, it was challenging for me. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to go into education. I knew I wanted to kind of open up, you know, I wasn't really sure, but I knew there was something there for me and I wanted to help, Yeah, you know, I wanted to help. Yeah. yeah fair enough. I mean, it's a, it's a good place to be, I think, to, to want to help. And I think once you, you know, we get the, the doors open, the appropriate doors that are fitting for us, when we actually get to walk through that, it feels pretty good. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like, I want to do this, right? I, this makes sense to yeah. me. This is a way to, yeah, to help and, and to get into that. How did, yeah. um, how did the five branches with the, you know, university that I went yeah. to and that you were, yeah. do you still teach yeah. at five branches? Now? I do. Very cool. I do. Um, mm-hmm. How did that come to pass? Did you, yeah, like how did the five branches thing come into pass where you actually went from you know, Chinese medicine to actually teaching at a, you know, acupuncture college? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, once, once this whole transpired, I looked into the next path. And to make a long story short, after that experience with my sister, I felt as though I, instead of going right back into corporate, I needed to do something for me because, you know, life is so precious. Yeah. And I had made the decision to go to Hawaii and surf. Mm Mm-hmm. Or go to Tahoe and snowboard. <laughs> Just yeah, it's good option. Random. <laughs> right. I hadn't done either. So. Right, right. So a friend of mine around a bonfire at the end of the summer, Cape Cod, uh, said, I'll go to Tahoe. So went to Tahoe. Long story short, I got a bunch of jobs, had a house set up, Squaw Valley. First time down the mountain, I fell and chipped my tailbone and was out. So That's bought a, a horrible injury horrible injury but not only that i drove three thousand miles bought a forerunner got three jobs rented a house and i'm out for the season and to be honest with you i couldn't stay there yeah i mean because people were so excited to ski and (laughs) right so i went into if anyone knows tahoe city there was this little bookstore a little woo woo like a little right in tahoe city and i went in there and this woman came out of this beaded door and said darling you know what's going on and and I said, I just moved here and I need to leave and I don't know where to go. Mm-hmm. And so she said, hold on. She goes back and she brings me this little vial, a little glass vial with some liquid in it. And she says, this is wild oat. And I didn't know what that was, some flower essence or essential yeah. oil. She goes, yeah. go home and meditate. And 45 minutes later, your path will become clear. And I'm thinking, oh, geez. Yeah, here we go, right? Here we go. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> And I've never meditated. She goes, just sit down and yeah. quiet your eyes, you know? Yeah. So I did, and the message was go to Vietnam. And I was born there. You know, I got airlifted out for the, from the war, and I never thought about going to Vietnam. Go to the, the journey. Don't need to really just, just, you know, talk about the journey. But when I got back from the journey, I never dealt with my tailbone from Tahoe. Went to a cranial sacralist, 
and the cranial, you know, someone is recommended. I went back to waitressing. Yep. She said, I never do this after a session, but I need to ask you a question. And, and I said, what? And she says, what are you doing here? And I said, I don't know. And she said, you're an acupuncturist. Oh, crazy. And I had never even heard about it. I didn't even know. I said, needles? No. Yeah. <laughs> so I went home and I typed in the word. I probably spelled it wrong. And when you type in something, there's a little sentence. I mean, it's longer, but you see, you know, when you're doing a Google search, there's a sentence. Yep. And it said the balance between art and science in the description of the word. Yep. And all the hair stood up on my arms. Mm-hmm. And I, in that moment, I needed to, I needed to, to, to learn acupuncture. And two weeks later, I was enrolled in pre-med. So I had to do a year of pre-med and I did it on the Cape. And then I, um, and the reason I chose Fry Branches is because when I was doing that pre-med, um, I went and visited the only three acupuncturists on Cape Cod. And wow. one woman's the only school to go to is Fry Branches. Yep. And so I just took it as truth. And then after, yeah. right after your time at Five Branches, did you, were you offered a teaching position soon after that to, to actually teach at Five Branches? I did. I did. You know, I actually, I've been working there for 17 years. Uh, wow. I'm very loyal. Yeah. You've been there a bit, right? <laughs> well, my parents are teachers. I kind of resisted teaching. Yeah. yeah. But I realize I really love it. I, I love to give back. Um, yep. It stays, it, it allows me to stay fresh in the conversation. Of course, I mean, we all teach each other. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, you know, Ron, the president was super nice. He, he saw my success and said, come teach what you learn. Come teach what you know. Oh, that's and, great. The, and the classes have really changed a lot through the years. Mm-hmm. I teach three required business classes and they're very different. Yeah. The third, third semester is more personal growth. How do we want this medicine to come through us? How do we want to be in the world? Yeah. And you know, through the through the Taoist lens and offer that to Westerners. And then also, you know, the the next semester, you know, at least the last semester, which I'm teaching now, the career career development three, it's hands on. Yeah. It's you're, you're to graduate. Right. It's like you just have to make decisions. At yeah, this point. nose to the grindstone. Like, what the hell are you actually going to do? Yeah, I mean that's legitimate because, and I think it's really good because that's a question, that's a conversation I'm having with a lot of Chinese medicine people now is about. Okay, so we go through school, but Chinese medicine is a universe. It's a very broad um, spectrum of things that can be implemented to make life better. And yeah, what's your niche and how are you going to express it? through your lens, but also right through the lens of Chinese medicine. That's a big, really important, relevant question that I think, <clears throat> excuse me, all TCM practitioners need to be asking themselves, like, what am I going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, what am I going to do with this? And how is this going to look in real time once I'm out and active and, yeah. you know, in the world of, of Chinese medicine? And just to add to your, uh, your point, you know, about how Chinese medicine sort of found you, someone said to you, you know, it's amazing. There's a few, not a ton of people say that. And I, I would say you and I share a very common thread mm. that way. Chinese medicine found me. And mm. I remember at the time I was, um, I was training martial arts with a group of people, um, who I didn't know were all five branches students. They, we oh. were all, they were all training Gong Fu and I was in the class and you guys, I was like, you guys do, you train like four hours a day. You're all really fit and just, you know, your eyes are bright. And I'm like, what? the hell do you guys do? You know, and they're like, Oh, we go to, we go to five branches. I'm like, what's five branches, you know? And they, they told me and I was like, so you guys, you guys do Kung Fu and heal people. And they're like, yeah. And I was, you know, this is my, my favorite line was like, okay, so I'm quitting my job and I'm going to start doing this because this sounds cool. 
And, um, but it was, you know, in the end, it really came down to a conversation. I was sitting with my girlfriend at the time at the, at breakfast and I just blurted out. I said, I'm going to sign up for five branches and go to acupuncture school. And she said, you know what? And I said, I said, what? Like what? It, but it kind of just came out of me. You know, it was one of these weird things. But I, 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 I like that Chinese medicine and I think these these larger uh, paths we walk in life can find us that way. It's pretty cool. There's a serendipity mm-hmm. to that that mm-hmm. I really, I really appreciate and really enjoy. And I have to ask you this because I told my my good buddy. You remember Paul Robison? Yes, uh, he, of course. Yeah, yeah. So Paul is in D.C. He's doing really well with acupuncture. Mm. He's actually on the podcast uh, coming up here in an episode or two. But. Um, we were having this conversation and it was a funny story about you. And when we were in, we were in your class. Um, And I don't know if you remember this because, okay, so we were in your marketing class and Paul and I were sitting in the back row. This is years ago, I don't know, seven, eight years ago. And we're sitting in class and you were talking to us about um, longevity and breathing cycles. And you talked about tortoise breathing and you were saying, you're like, Mm. you know, the tortoise can take like a, a, a minute inhale and a minute exhale. And for whatever reason, it was kind of just an anecdotal thing you were talking about. But Paul and I looked at each other, we were a few seats away and we're like, like, let's try this. Like we kind of mouthed like, that's, that's a cool, we should just try that right now. And so we started looking up at the clock and you were talking and both of us were glued to the clock and we were practicing this like nice. minute long inhale. And we're like, and we're sitting there and about half 40 seconds into it, you stop talking and you're like, what the hell are you guys doing? Because we were just in the back row staring at the clock and we both just started to laugh and we're like, I'm sorry. We were both ignoring what you were just saying and trying the turtle breathing technique, but we were both like, God, we just got caught red handed because we're staring at the clock like weirdos, you know, trying this breathing technique. But it was so oh funny because you're like, <laughs> you were like, it's fine. But just you guys were just having this blank stare at the clock. Like, is the class this boring? And we were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> We're just trying this breathing technique, but it was funny. It was funny as hell. We laughed when we got it. Oh, out. my God. That's awesome. <laughs> so I wasn't I sure if you remembered that or not. but <laughs> No, I, I love that. <laughs> it was really good. So I told Paul, oh. I'll, t- I'll tell Lita the story on the podcast for sure. That's so, oh. um, But in any well, case. Um, I, think, yeah. I think it's one of those things. I mean, not just for Chinese medical practitioners or doctors, but I think for all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that it's like, what's mine to do when you think about, you know, when you become a Chinese medical practitioner, there's all these branches, eight, nine branches, but also just anybody in the, in the world right now, the world that we're living in, there, there is a little bit of urgency to think about what is your, what's genuinely yours to do? What's your genius? Yeah. Because there's a, there is a lot to do, but if it, it, you know, I always ask myself, what's occupying my mind? What's what's laying on my heart? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's like, you know, once I understand the, the heart kidney connection around will, it's like I might have will, I might have legacy. Well, we all do. But if it's connected to my heart, then I know I can bring it out to that, to the world, you know, right. and I, I got caught up as a woman, you know, making obviously sure that I'm, I'm acting from a feminine, a divine feminine place, but also what. I should say yes to and discernment and what do I say no to, you know, mm-hmm. it's really interesting because I'm, you know, women are tend to be more wired to, to give. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it, I think all of us, once we get into Chinese medical school, there's so many branches, even the ones that 
you know, can't be taught because they're trying to keep the, the school to four or five years, but I Ching, Feng Shui, Chine San, you know, right. all the things that are amazing, mm-hmm. amazing, um, that we, you know, that we at least get to start the journey when we're done with school. So, yeah, 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 absolutely. And that's kind of, um, where I found myself. And while I was in school too, I remember thinking once I was kind of hip to the idea that there are so many branches that I'm interested in. I thought, oh man, first of all, I'm going to have to make some decisions because I'm just not going to live long enough to master (laughs) all of them. Right. I'm like, I'm going to have to tackle, just narrow my list down. Um, and that's been a process in and of itself, but I think (laughs) I've enjoyed that process. It's been really cool and fun. Um, but Dr. Lita, this brings us brings me to my, my next question, the segue into when I talked to you prior to this podcast and I had said, I know you've gotten, you've moved into the, the CBD scene and, mm-hmm. the, and the, the medical application of that and just what that looks like. And that's, I really want to hear about that for, for a few different reasons. So let me give you the framework mm-hmm. I'm thinking about and the, the things that yeah. my audience and the clients that I work with, the questions that have come mm-hmm. up, it's, yeah. um, you know, just I guess the general efficacy of what you've seen in, you know, clinical practice with these things, um, a little bit about the science of how it works, Mm -hmm. why it's important. And then Mm -hmm. just the larger narrative of, of why we should be talking about this, because it seems like it's a big movement right now. And I would love to hear your thoughts on that. I know that's a lot, but, um, you know, dive into that however you would like to like to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a huge conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I got my doctorate, yes. you know, in acupuncture and oriental medicine, and yep. you have to do a capstone. And my capstone was on the history and therapeutic implications of cannabis, mm-hmm. and then also layered in within traditional Chinese medicine. And, right. and and so from my research, it cannabis has been used since 8000 BC. Wow. Every indigenous culture, every culture since the beginning of time has used cannabis. Mm-hmm. For tons of different things, so that's right. that's the first thing to know. It's important. <laughs> and it, it, it's important, right? Yeah. It's not it's not new. Yeah. Right. The the second thing to notice, because we are in the United States, is that you know in the 1850s to the 1930s, if you went to your medical doctor, they would prescribe cannabis for yep. a lot of different conditions. It wasn't you know we don't have to go into the legislation, but. The, the one thing I really want to make note is Google the U.S. patent in 1999. So 20 years ago, the U.S. government knew, and the patent is on the medical benefits of cannabinoids, right? Uh-huh. The, 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 the oil that's extracted from a cannabis plant right. to have a medical benefit as an antioxidant and a neuroprotectant. Right. So what's interesting about this country is a definition of a Schedule One drug means no therapeutic benefit at all. Yeah, like so, what? So, Oof, that's so, so frustrating. Made, <laughs> yeah. It's it's frustrating, but it's, it's important to know our history. And yes. we know, you know, if you don't if you don't know, you can just Google the history of cannabis. We don't have to go into it. Right. But it was about who had money to lobby in D.C. Right. It was a paper company businessman who thought hemp was a competitor. So so mm-hmm. that that's important to know. So yeah. so the government has already known mm-hmm. the medical benefits of cannabis, and so now. The reason people are talking about it is because people haven't had access to it. Yeah. Okay. If you look at human studies, the clinical trials on the medical benefits of cannabinoids, I mean, it's it's everything: yeah. ADD, Alzheimer's, anorexia, epilepsy, neuropathy, our you know seizures, MS, nausea, vomiting. I mean, glaucoma, hepatitis, chronic pain. I could list dozens and dozens and dozens of clinical trials that have proven. 
that cannabinoids, the, you know, the chemical constituent of the oil from the plant has amazing medical benefits. Now, Grayson, the, the question I always ask my patients is, why does one plant, one herb, affect pretty much every human being? And it's because of yeah. this system called the endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if your clients know about it or patients, but or your listeners, but yeah. I would say it's literally like opening up the New York Times today and it's saying, you know, hey humans, you now have a cardiovascular system. <laughs> right. It's like it's like this is news for people. And so the endocannabinoid system is a system that its main job is homeostasis. So if things are overactive, like we can't shut our head down, mm-hmm. you know, to go to bed, you know, it's going to quiet things down. If you you know you wake up in the morning, you're a little bit sluggish, and in the afternoon you're a little sluggish, it's going to rev things up. So it's homeostasis. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of parallels with Chinese medicine with yin and yang, the basics. Mm-hmm. And in fact, acupuncture, I mean, there's all aspects of Chinese medicine work on the endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. So you know that our nervous system, we have a lot of receptors, a lot yes. of receptor sites. Well, the yep. endocannabinoid system is believed to have more than the nervous system. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. Can I ask a quick question there? Yes, 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 yes. So, and I've thought about this. So I've, I've read about this and I, I don't, I definitely don't have the in, depth knowledge that you've got, which is why we're you know, talking about this. But I've read about this, the ECS, the endocannabinoid system, you know, ECS for short. And my question, you know, when I've seen the diagrams and I've seen the imagery about the ECS and what this looks like in the body, the way they're looking at this, and if it has more receptors than say the nervous system, is the ECS, I guess, geographically in the body, right? If we look at those um, anatomy pictures of say the nervous system, yeah. we can yeah. see geographically where it resides in the body. Is this system piggybacking on top of the nervous system or some other system in the body, or is it sort of dispersed and spread out evenly through all systems? I'm unclear on that. Like, where does it actually sit in the body? It's, it's a great question. So, so there is, there is, I mean, there's, they're kind of saying there's dozens of receptors, mm-hmm. you know, they're called cannabinoid receptors and because they're, they're, they're naming it after the cannabis plant. Uh-huh. Um, but there's, there's two main receptors, very specific receptors that are predominant in the body. So they're called cannabinoid one receptor and cannabinoid two, and they're only named one and two based on location. Uh-huh. And so an easy way to remember is that CB1, so cannabinoid one receptors are mainly brain and central nervous system, so nerves. Uh-huh. There's there are some specific organs, um, but think of that. So yes, those are pretty much following the pathways of the nerves. Got it. Okay, but CB2 receptor we think of immune. Ah. Oh. Right. So T cells, B cells, macrophages, lymphocytes, you know, GI tract, spleen. So um, it, it's it's I, I think it's both. I, th- I think it's both kind of like with the meridians, right? So some of them are going to follow the bloodline, yeah. you know, some of them might not. So that's kind of how I view it. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting in, in the research that I did is for, for, for literally 600 million years, every living thing except for plants, fungi, algae have this built in endocannabinoid system and receptor system. I mean, it started with the sea squirt. Wow. I mean, everything. Yeah. Everything. All the way up to mouse, rat, monkey, and now human. That's why, you know, pet CBD is super popular. Right. So, so it's not, I mean, 600 million years ago is when these receptors evolved. And when we, so when we look at this, the endocannabinoid system, and maybe this is an overly simplified question, but it's, it's one yeah. that's running through my head. Yeah. If 
we have the ECS built into our body and say mice do and all these mammals, yeah. it does this mean that fundamentally we're supposed to have cannabis in our bodies to some capacity? Is that kind of what the is what we're looking mm-hmm. at in the larger picture here, or is that oversimplified? Yeah. No, no. So 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 basically and remember this this the last discovery at like a part of this system is nineteen ninety five. Okay. So I mean I'll get to that, but sure. so that's why it's new. Okay. Uh-huh. So first is you have this system in your brain, all over your body, everywhere, and your brain literally produces, think of it as like a neurotransmitter, you produce a cannabinoid. Mm. So, so, you know, we could call it CBD, but it, it's, it's a little bit more than that. So okay. it's, it's a naturally occurring in the brain and you make it on demand based on what your body needs. Mm-hmm. Okay. But this is, this is the, this is why cannabis is so huge right now. If you're deficient and you're not making these, these chemicals to balance your body, you can take it from a cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. So, so this, I mean, it's wow. not like you can drink kale juice. Right. You, you have to take the, the oil from the cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few other things that I can talk about that sure. will mimic, that will sure. mimic, the like terpenes will mimic cannabinoids, but they're not going to do what the cannabis plant does. Wow. So that, that's why this is, this is like news for people. It is. It, it's, this, this is huge. And this is also why there's been a lot of controversy. Of course. You know, and we live in a time where pharmaceuticals and the government and companies and there's a little bit of money so you said you know this distinguishing service-based farmers and products and companies versus versus financial yeah so but that's that's the blessing the blessing is i mean at this point i always say to people okay let's step back for a second you have this (laughs) built-in system right you make cannabinoids to make sure that you're upright and functioning and present and you have good digestion and good energy and everything's good but if you're not, if you have a symptom or, God forbid, a chronic disease, yeah. you can take the oil from the cannabis plant to kind of resuscitate, to lubricate these receptors that might be dehydrated, to get things going again so you right. can come back to homeostasis. And so that follows suit to kind of my next question um, following this organic train of thought. You know, if I've used that analogy when I've talked to friends about this and colleagues, and I've said, look, I'm not an expert in this, so I don't know mm-hmm. conceptually, but what I've read, I've used that analogy very much where it's, it's we have this system and if the, if the body is dehydrated, that's exactly the words I've used. <laughs> if our body is deficient in it, we can kind of suck that up and, and hold on to it. And so does that mean in theory that, uh, I guess, can you... T- can cannabis be used or taken intermittently and where your body is full for a period of time and then you can peel back and then over time, you know, those numbers drop or saturation levels drop and then you take it again and your body sort of fills back up. And if that's the case, does that vary from person to person or is that, is there any guideline for? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great question. Great question. So I always ask people, don't you just want to make your own? (laughs) <laughs> Don't you want to know how to make your own? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the first thing, okay? Right. Because we want to limit, I mean, you know, finances and all that sure. kind of stuff. And sure. then obviously if you have to digest and assimilate. Yep. The first thing is in order to make, you know, a, you know these naturally occurring cannabinoids in the brain, mm-hmm. you have to have nutrition and dietary cofactors. Mm. So like omega-6, okay? So, so if you don't have nutrition... That's right. what's going to make this. Uh, 
Okay, so that I, I really want to emphasize that because we have to start with food. We have to start with vegetables and yeah. fruits. I mean, you know, it's it's really important. Most people don't get the right ratios of omegas. You know, because in some ways, I view CBD oil as a fat. Yeah, it's an oil. It's an oil. So right? you know, mega six. So you know, again, our 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 omegas are a little bit off. So has. CBD oil been answered prayer for people? Yes, because they haven't had access to it. But I always, you know, in the cannabis conversation, let's go back to the basics. Clearing the mind, you know, Mm -hmm. breathing, moving your body, eating well, hydration, water. I mean, it's really important to be honest with ourselves on how are we doing. We've had access to turmeric or acupuncture for pain. Maybe it was a different pathway. CBD is the one thing that can really help, but you've already tried those other things for pain. Yep. So so I, I just want to keep that container. But as far as um, I just want people to make cannabinoids you know, first, and then if they're not making them, then yes, take it from an oil. So there's a couple things that happen. Number mm-hmm. one is... When you take the oil, first of all, you know about epigenetics, right? You have our, you have our DNA. You have yeah. it being expressed. You have genes turning on and off based on lifestyle, mm-hmm. okay? Um, you know, I'm adopted, so when the United States government did a study on adopted children and they figured out that they had the same chronic disease as their adopted parents, Mm-hmm. They they realized it's because of diet and lifestyle and beliefs and so right. with, Bruce, with Bruce Lipton biology is my, not by belief or you know epigenetics yeah. it's like okay you don't you can turn on and off genes mm-hmm. CBD affects twelve hundred DNA wow and genes Ooh. and it turns on and off so the good news is is that once you're taking in the CBD I've seen clinically with patients it affects them within an hour. Or some people, it's been up to about five and a half months. Right. And it depends on so many factors. Pharmaceuticals, I mean, medication, I'm sorry, alcohol use. I mean, right. I, you know, there's a lot of lifestyle environmental factors. I and mean, some people have heavy metals in their mouth. Some people have sure. like full of mold. So that that's kind of a bigger conversation. But mm-hmm. to answer your question, I would say I teach patients that the cool thing is with this, because, you know, it's a little bit pricey. It's more yeah. than Chinese herb. Yeah. They're, they're paying more attention to, okay, let's take a sap- snapshot of your goals with this oil. Let's get curious on how you feel after a few days, after a week, after a month. Most bottles last about a month. Mm-hmm. And then reassess, reassess, right? And then, you know, you and I, I mean, in private practice, we have more of a holistic conversation, of course, about some other things. But... Then you get to a point where, to answer your question, if you need to be on it for a long time, can you take a break? Right. Once people start getting results with it and they're starting to feel good, Mm -hmm. I'll usually tell them, you can decide, let's take a break. Awesome. Right? Let's take a break. Let's see how you're doing. So then you know when you need it. So then when you when they introduce it again, right. they'll kind of get a sense of, okay, it's kind of like acupuncture. Okay, I I kind of know I've done acupuncture enough or I've done herbal medicine enough to Mm -hmm. know. When do I need it? I want people to understand that for themselves. Okay. Yeah, you, you put them in an empowered position to dialogue and understand their bodies too, which yes. is really important. I think, I, I think in the larger uh, process of our health and evolution, you know, you see, you have to be accountable and attentive to your body. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. yeah mo- some patients come in and they're like, I don't have a body. <laughs> right. Right. I, I don't, I don't know when, how often I pee or, you know, when my menstrual cycle is, it's like, okay, well let's, let's, let's get you in that body. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that 
it really depends on your lifestyle, mm-hmm. Grayson, because when, you know, I, I'd love to talk even about the cycle of brain inflammation, but if people are drinking alcohol or if people on pharmaceuticals or people that have metals in their mouth or cooking with aluminum pans or sure. getting exposure like the Paradise Fires or the Houston floods yeah. or, you know, I mean, there's environmental toxins, EMF toxins. It, it really depends on the person mm-hmm. on if CBD is going to be a dietary supplement, just like a multivitamin official, again, depending on your beliefs. Right. So some people will need it. They, they will need it. And so, and then some patients, if they're going to go have a glass of wine, they might do a dropper of CBD because they know it's going to upregulate like 517 pathways in the liver. Right. right? Or they're going to stressful time. Or so you can, once you understand how to use it, you can use it as a tool. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Let me ask yeah. you this question because, and this is a this is just a legitimate Chinese medicine question, and people listening as well. You know, adaptogenic herbs are a big thing nowadays. You know, ashwagandha and jiaogulan. You know, the gynostemma pentaphyllum. There's a lot of different um, herbs that have these adaptogenic effects. Where does CBD fit into this spectrum? I guess you know the cannabis plant, because it sounds like, at least in languaging, it sounds like it has this you know, stress regulating thing that it's doing, does it technically qualify or is it in its own category? Is it its own thing? It's in, it's, it's in its own category. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can share with you some things that are in a very, in a very similar category as uh-huh. cannabis, which is, um, echinacea. Mm-hmm. So who black pepper, yep. um, helichrysum, uh, frankincense, liverwort, kava, kava, maca, um, Chinese rhododendron, uh-huh. black Black truffle. So these these are like what we couldn't consider terpenes. Uh-huh. Um, ter- terpenes and flavonoids are what give plants the color and the smell, but they also have medical benefits. Uh huh. These things mimic cannabinoids. Okay, so so oh, they wow. they do operate on the cannabis receptors, either cannabis one or cannabis two receptors. They may not operate on both receptors. So that's why if you're taking frankincense and you're really trying to affect your ovaries. You might be missing the mark. You actually just have to take the cannabis oil. So you gotcha. know, there's, a deeper, there's just a deeper question sure. there. But with, with with this endocannabinoid system, you pretty much make two cannabinoids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so that this is what's going to separate an adaptogen. When you take an adaptogen, which most you know, I think people need at this point. Yeah, agreed. Yes, plant medicine is is we all need plant medicine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think of just as a side note, I think of the five elements, the, the generating cycle, um, yeah. if the, with the, the metal, we're in a very tech age. Yes. And so to be utilizing plants as the mother of metal, mm-hmm. it really helps kind of offset the energy of the technology mm-hmm. with these phones and everything. So that's why I'm a huge proponent of, of plants in general. But yeah, what's interesting is this, you make two different like on-demand cannabinoids. The first one is anandamide. I don't know if you have heard about this. I have. Okay, so this one is the Sanskrit for bliss. Mm-hmm. You you are you produce anandamide when you're eating chocolate, when you're meditating, the runner's high. You think yeah. of those marathon people. You're naturally producing it. It's the bliss molecule. Mm-hmm. So people in our society that are depressed or low mood, um, have a lot of, you know, are not kind of blissed out or not happy. They're not making this. So the good news is that's why CBD has been beneficial for depression. Mm -hmm. 
But then the second one is, which is really, really curious for me, is called 2-arachnidonoglycerol, and it's the motivation to be here and thrive molecule. Mm -hmm. And it's passed down from your mom in breast milk. It's also in animal milk. But this this is more of a neuromodulator, so it's a little bit more of an adaptogen. Mm -hmm. But they, they haven't been able to, obviously, for, for good reason, they don't do human studies on this, because even though the rats could su suckle structure and function, they were fine to suckle from their mom. They blocked 2-AG from being produced in the brain, this cannabinoid, and they just killed over and died. Okay, wow. so obviously they can't do a human study, but they had no motivation to be here. Wow. Okay, and I think about people that are not connected to themselves. They're not, yeah. I mean, this is like not connected to their purpose, yep. their legacy, why they're here, their genius. I feel that this system, this endocannabinoid system, might not have ever even been turned on their whole life. I mean, right. it could be generational, mm -hmm. right? Lack of nutrition and stress yep. and all that. So I feel, I feel like the cannabis plant is answered prayer. I feel that, you know, Michael, um, the botany of desire, Michael Pollan, he yeah. has a new book, How to Change Your Mind, you know, with psilocybin. Yes. But yeah. he said in Botany of Desire that humans have evolved for the plant. Yes. I mean, it, it, you know, it's really interesting. Yep. Um, it, it's pretty powerful. And, and, and I know in California, you know, we're celebrating the fact that we have access to this to this medicine now. Yeah. And, peop and people are so I think, you know, I always kind of I'm wondering about this, the instinctual response that people have to information as it comes out. Mm -hmm. we, we have instinctual responses to things. And collectively, yes, there's pushback because cannabis was demonized for so many years. But there's so many people that are instinctually hungry to learn about it and they i think people want it because i yeah. think we do as organisms we instinctually know i mean god if it's a part of our body there's got to be a piece of us that's like hold up you know we should and as, as we're learning we're like the the you know we're getting all these green lights um where we're saying we should probably be listening to this we should probably yeah. integrate mm. this yeah this seems <laughs> fairly reasonable um and what's interesting you know is i've heard you said neuroprotective, you know, a little while back when you were first talking about the, the effects. Yeah. And I was amazed years back before this research, at least for me, when I'd become exposed mm -hmm. to it, how many people across many different fields, not just mainstream Westerners, but who were, you know, I had heard old Chinese medicine practitioners talk about it. They're like, cannabis is a neurotoxin. Yeah. And I remember thinking, are you sure? Because there sure seems to be a lot of information and a lot of research that is propagating and being explored that says mm -hmm. quite the opposite. And I keep wondering, you know, is it just the propaganda brainwashing that, you know, when Nixon was, you know, made everything class one, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. anything that had medicinal value? And if that's, you know, what, what have you seen with people? Have you had, is that a hurdle that you've had to sort of deconstruct? Like, hey guys, there was some bullshit afoot for a while <laughs> as far as what was being circulated. Um, yeah, and just like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, what do you tell people that are coming from that place that I would say are more conservative and that are like, yeah. you know, cannabis is the still a devil medicine and it's, you know, mm -hmm. all of that. Like, how do you, how do you tackle that given that it's you're going to great. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Well, this is, this is the deal is that, you know, they, 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 in the medical community, so, so to step back in this country, we have four different aspects of cannabis in this country. We have recreational, 
the yes. people that are doing recreational. We have medical, therapeutic, which is my domain. Mm-hmm. We have pharmaceutical, mm-hmm. and we have corporate. Corporate is, I think, kind of the scary part. It's you know, CBD is in your shampoo and toothpaste and bath salts and everything. Right. It's not that that's not good, right. but from a medical therapeutic benefit, my understanding, you know, from Rafael Machulam and Ethan Russo, I'm happy to give people resources, is yeah. that you need a certain amount of cannabinoids to cross the blood-brain barrier in a certain amount of time uh-huh. to pull in the blood to then have access on demand when you need it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so what happened is is that when cannabis became illegal, um, they you know they they coined the term marijuana to to, to really target Mexicans as drug lords, Mary yeah. and Juan, right? right. So, so we don't use that word. We mm-hmm. use cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at the plants.usda.gov and look at the nomenclature, everything is under cannabis sativa L. If you look at the family, genus, species. Right. So we just, it's all considered cannabis. So uh-huh. that's good to know. Um, I always remind people that, you know, we have cedar trees and redwood trees and, you know, oak trees. We don't have to talk about how they got here. But there's naturally occurring many different kinds of species of cannabis, and some have um, low THC and some have high THC. So the low THC plants we call hemp. And so in this country, it was, you know, with the passing of hemp, what they decided to do is if a company is, if a farm is making a product, if you label it as hemp, it's really easy for school teachers and policemen and school bus drivers to just visually see it's considered by the FDA a dietary supplement. It's going to have under 0.03% THC, no psychoactive effect, approved for infants. So mm-hmm. legal in all 50 states. So so it's a little bit interesting time that we have yeah. until CBD is legal in all 50 states. Right now, you know, we've had to kind of distinguish that as far as a supplement sure. uh, product market. But what, the last thing I was going to say on that is that um, – Let's see. Cannabis and coffee have a lot of mold on it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when and when cannabis became illegal as a Schedule One drug, people started growing it on their own. Yes. And they started to make it just for recreation, which they were breeding it for high THC. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are no receptors. So this system, the endocannabinoid system that I was talking about, there's no c- cannabis receptors in the brainstem. So you can never overdose, unlike opiates. Mm-hmm. Okay. It might, if you have too much THC, of course it feels like impending doom, <laughs> yeah. but it, it won't stop your heart rate. It won't stop breathing. And so right. that's good to know. And in fact, as a side note, I've had patients, you know, when cannabis became legal in California, I would have some moms in my practice say, my teenage son ate a pot brownie and what do I do? Yeah. Just keep a bottle of CBD on hand because once you get CBD in the system, it plucks the THC off the receptors of the brain and people start to come down. So that's just a little tip um, for you. But Lita, can you say say that one one more time just because the Skype cut out just for like two seconds there? So you were saying if... Uh, you were kind of saying if someone had eaten a high THC dose to take CBD because why? Because what CBD will do is it'll pluck the THC off the receptors in the brain and it'll have you come down. Uh, like regulates the high THC effect. From, more. from Yes, from the psychoactive effect. Got yeah. it. Good to know. So just... Yeah, good to know. I'm like, always keep a bottle, you know, a bottle of <laughs> yeah. CBD around. Yeah, CBD, good to know. CBD um, but so, 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 so we have a couple things going on. We have... Um, people that, you know, 
we're, we're taking recreational, you know, illegal cannabis that was bred for high THC. Mm-hmm. So the reality is if we were to go the streets of Israel, you know, naturally on the side of the road, you can pluck cannabis and smoke it. Mm-hmm. It's not going to... It's not going to do what the cannabis in America is going to do because it's not being modified. Right. It was naturally there like a redwood tree. Mm-hmm. So because it became illegal, all the plants that were being sold um, in the underground market were being bred, genetically oh, modified. Okay. It. Then on top of that, you have people growing that shouldn't be growing in closets. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there's, you know, there's mycotoxins, there's mold, there could be heavy metals. I mean, right. there's a lot of other things, residual solvents, where people don't know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're not farmers. They don't know regenerative Correct. agriculture. So what, what I've seen clinically is that it's not the cannabis. In fact, I think there was one person that died last February uh, because of the mold on cannabis. So not, oh. not one person has died because of cannabis. Right. Right? So they might, if something has happened... It's because of either something on it, mm-hmm. you know, or they've had a negative experience because it's been genetically modified for high THC. Right. And that's my case for regulation, for transparency, for third-party mm-hmm. testing. Because honestly, Grayson, you know, we haven't talked about this, but because you're unique, I'm unique, right? Just like you have muscle tone, you have an endocannabinoid tone. Mm-hmm. And at any, any given moment, I can take a blood test or a saliva test, and take a look at what we call endocannabinoid tone, a balance of your cannabinoid 1 receptor and cannabinoid 2 receptor activity, mm-hmm. okay? And actually, in the future, I'm thinking we might be three years out, there's going to be a medical diagnosis code, ICD-13, 14, mm-hmm. that says you have a clinical endocannabinoid deficiency, and hopefully CBD will be covered under insurance because wow. there there are like 18 to 24 human studies that have already proven if you have an endocannabinoid clinical deficiency. Wow. Okay. I mean, honestly, if you have a chronic disease, your endocannabinoid system is not working. You know, so uh. I tell people, you have a symptom like um, tachycardia or, or high blood pressure or, right. you know, let's just, let's just pick one. Right. Let's just say that you have, um, ADHD, mm-hmm. of course, go to brain health yeah. and, and go to the endocannabinoid system. Like we have to add the endocannabinoid system onto whatever other system we're looking at. Right. At this point. What do you, I, I love, first of all, thank you for just breaking down all of these facts because this, I mean, I think this is, people are, there's so much information out there and to have this it's to be inundated with this in the culture from so many different directions. It's nice to just hear, you know, some of the, the, the nitty gritty of how this stuff works, why it's working. It's fantastic. And I, I want to ask you, you know, outside of these, the kind of the factual context of this, right? Some of the, like the scientific data, yeah. it points to a larger question that I'm curious. I would love to hear your thoughts on. And there are lots of um, practitioners, researchers, people who are people, uh, maps, you know, that are just studying yeah, yeah. uh, where they're studying the, the effects of psychedelics and, and cannabis and all these different things. It, for me, it always kind of begs this question of if we have this system in our body and it sort of goes back to that question I asked you before, what do you think it speaks to about the role of plants interfacing with people as a basis for living and well-being? Because it really is starting to, it, it just seems so apparent with this movement now that we've got, People who, like you said, there's an identified system. It's in the body. 
And what do you think outside of the scientific data? What commentary does that? Um, what is that commentary that uh, yes. about plants in relation to the human organism, in terms of health, longevity, and just how we go through life? You know, maybe even the spiritual component. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, I love it. I love this question. I'm so glad no one's ever asked me this question. <laughs> this is the best way I can impart. So first of all, we live in a society or a time where we're looking outside of ourselves to feel fed, to feel nourished. Yes. Okay. Um, and we tend to, you know, when we have a feeling we're uncomfortable with, we'll tend to shop or eat or work or use sex or whatever it is to yep. fill up, to fill that void. We don't feel comfortable. This is why when you do Qigong, martial arts, yoga, yep. meditation, you know, especially yoga, mm -hmm. they say don't eat before class because right. if you're full, how can you take in? Correct. You know, what's going to inform you? So, so that's, that's the first thing, yeah. right? So, so let, I mean, even let's just talk about some of the plants. Like, when I'm looking at a human being in front of me, you know, that's one of my patients, mm -hmm. I'm assessing, you know, what's the most important thing? You know, how are they moving through the world? Yeah. You know, how are they moving through the world? And this is the thing. If they are so, you know, have been filling up and filling up and filling up to the point where they're numb, they're not in touch, I want to use a purgative. Yes. Right? So, so in some ways, ayahuasca, it's a purgative, mm -hmm. okay? So I'm just, you know, just bare bones. Yeah. Second of all, with psilocybin, which is now legal in Colorado. Yeah. Um, and Santa Cruz is going to have its first licensed marriage family therapist clinic with psilocybin and MDMA opening up in a couple months. No way. Yes. Wow. It's huge. <laughs> yes. It's huge because, and that's heart medicine. Mm -hmm. You know, when, 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 you know, very similar to, to clean LSD is that mm -hmm. when people, you know, we're spiritually bankrupt in this country. We don't have yeah. ritual. Yes. Um, we, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, even with Chinese medicine in the 50s in China, you know, the, the spirituality was taken from yep. the medicine. Yep. We all have a personal responsibility of our own personal reconciliation with the world we live in, with who we are, mm -hmm. you know, regardless if you sleep. I mean, I hope that people get to sleep next to other people in their lifetime, but the journey is, a, is an alone one in some sense. Yeah. And I feel that plants, Mother Earth has everything we need. When you're in the womb, you know, you get all the nutrients, you get all life from the umbilical cord from your yeah. mom. And then now, once you take your first breath, you know, once you're off, off obviously off breastfeeding, you mother Earth yes. will nourish you. Yes. Okay? Because of, at least I'll speak to America, you know, we didn't know regenerative agriculture. We didn't know sustainable agriculture. So the food is minerally deficient. But also we, we didn't grow up in a culture with barefoot medicine with our families, with our grandparents, really like, like, like some other cultures yeah. where plant medicine was part of a way of life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of, you know, Caucasian people, if I may, didn't have that. Didn't mm -hmm. they? They didn't, and some did. So, I would say, plants are what we need. You know, just as much as food. Um, and I feel that also, there is a way in our society, the way that it's built, it's learned behavior, um, of wanting spiritual qualities, wanting to feel something, wanting to feel connected. And and until we're able to understand that everything we need is within, if we need to find wholeness, we need to find happiness, we will keep buying things, buying that car, going after that job, yep. looking outside of ourselves for happiness. And, and the plants all have messages. 
They all have purposes at a certain time. And if you can work with someone like us who understands plant medicine, you know, obviously we have our Chinese pharmacopoeia and there's Western and Ayurvedic herbs and all these other things from other countries. We all can discern, does this person need a purgative? Does this person need to connect with their heart? Does this person need to connect with nature? Does Mm -hmm. this person need to, you know, like, and it's just going to usher, it's going to usher and foster the veil to be completely gone. Right. So then, then we can actually have a conversation about what really matters. Because in the end, if you sit with someone long enough in stillness, yep. they get quiet enough. It's like the water element. Mm-hmm. And if you if you can ask the right questions and give it enough time, I don't. You know, some people it's twenty minutes. Some people it might be eight or nine hours. If sure. you sit long enough and distill, none of that stuff matters. Honestly, yeah, the, the iPhone, no one wants that, you know? Agreed. No one wants that. It's about relationships. People just want to be in each other's lives. They want to give love and receive love. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. I mean, it's pretty basic. Yeah. Well, and it's a, it's a different type of sustenance. It's a, you know, like we have like the material sustenance and then we have the immaterial sustenance. And a lot of these things that you're talking about, I think is, it's like you said, um, I like that term spiritually bankrupt. You know, it, there's uh, we lack ritual. There, there's these things that give us uh, so much life force um, that can't technically be yes. measured. You know, and that's the hard thing I think for people oh. to get in the West is we're such a measured culture. Right. If it's not you know repeated in a scientific laboratory and we can't just put the numbers to it, then mm-hmm. it it's not worth anything. You know, or it's just a waste of time. And I think that's such a scary place to be because. I, I agree. You know, I, like what you're saying is right on point. Um, that's why I asked the question. I wanted to hear, you know, someone else's thoughts <laughs> on this. And, you know, that thing you said, like that the plants have a message. That's the thing when I'm talking about adaptogens or I'm even talking about foods in the environment. You know, we look at mm-hmm. mushrooms like shiitake mm. or, any, or any of these things that are, you look at what they do in the ecosystem and then you look at the function of what they do in the body. There's often some very strong parallels. And yeah. so what I always tell my clients too, I'm saying when you're eating a food, you're eating a story also. Like the story that it's lived in the ecosystem, Mm -hmm. you're going to, that story is going to be told in your body because it's done something on the outside. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a framework, I think with all of this stuff that people have to start getting if we want to have any Mm -hmm. kind of real forward traction and just a deeper understanding of health. Like what are we doing? You know, what are we doing as opposed to just, it's not just dead, devoid, material we're taking into our body we're taking Mm -hmm. in things that have come from a living organism right that's right if you can get to like understand that planet earth is alive (laughs) and it's giving off some kind of fruits you know in in every Mm -hmm. form um Mm -hmm. then i think that's that's that relationship that we're just trying to get back to it's like okay yeah you know are we are we interfacing with these things that are supposed to do these things inside of our bodies right there's just this it's a bigger it's a bigger conversation but i'm glad that you're having it with your clients and that you're being, you know, where you are right now is so cool. And that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was just like, you're in this position where this medicine, which has such tremendous health benefits, and there's so much there that people can benefit from the dialogue and the conversation is opening, which is, you know, if we can't have conversations, regardless of how triggered we get, like, where do we go? The country's so polarized as it is now, you know, it's, immediate outrage, immediate offense. And it's like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, let's, let's have a reasonable conversation about this stuff and see where, where we can get, you know, what, where we can actually go from here. So 
Um, let me ask you this too, Lita, because this is this has come up many times, and I'm asking for my my own personal curiosity and mm-hmm. from clientele, which mm-hmm. I say I have to refer you out because I don't know <laughs> fully the answer to this. So there's a lot of people listening to this who are going to be like, mm-hmm. "All right, pot is pot. I can smoke pot every day, and I'm going to mm-hmm. be getting my CBD fix, and you know, mm-hmm. awesome, wonderful." And um, let's can we talk about that? The distinction between okay, so breaking it down into like layers, right? Most optimal, I'm, I'm assuming is, you know, that the extracted CBD oil that's come from like a pristine company or, you know, the quality is really there. Yeah. Um, but then we've got the different ways, you know, we've got eating it, we've got smoking it, we've got vaporizing it, um, yeah. talking about those different layers. And then what medicinal effect comes from each one of those layers, if any, like the, like yeah. the, the, yeah. the degrees of, of goodness and quote unquote badness within yeah. all of those methods of delivery yeah. I would like to know that. And I know there are lots of people who are very curious, like, you know, if, is the occasional joint bad, you know, is it, is it, is there any benefit from that? Like what, and how much are we getting? Totally. Great question. Yeah. Love your questions. We could talk all day. The, yeah. the, you know, the one thing I want to mention just before we move into the like delivery methods yeah. is that what I love about who we are in the world is, as Chinese medical practitioners is that my goal is for people to get, to have a support team, um, it's not if something happens, it's when. Right. And 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 I feel that, um, you know, I want to know someone's constitution and all that kind of thing. Sure. But what happens, like with the plant medicine and with any aspect of Chinese medicine, just to fa- finalize the conversation on plants, is yeah. that it's it's like a midwife. It's a facilitator, yes. right? It's, it's ushering in Agreed. you to wake up before you get a diagnosis. Yes. So, so that's that's the interesting thing about 2-AG, 2-arachnidonoglycerol. It's like when you can take that oil in from the plant or if you can get your body to make more of it, it's your motivation to thrive, to be here and be living. Like that's huge, to be on purpose. That's good so medicine. That is good it's, medicine. It's really good medicine. It's, a, it's, a, it's like heart one, right? Utmost <laughs> yeah. source. It's yes. a resuscitation point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So delivery methods, let's talk about it. Yeah, okay. yeah let's so, jump into that. <laughs> when I first started to do my research, yeah, when I first started to do my research, I realized no wonder why there's so many potheads because regardless, they, they were craving, even though they were probably unconscious about it, right. they're craving this, the cannabis, mm-hmm. the receptors, right? Yes. So like I kind of get that, okay? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways. So let's talk about inhalation. There's smoking and vaping. Mm-hmm. I can di- give you obviously specific recommendations, but this is the deal. It's not all created equal. Yep. Um, so with smoking, um, it's it, you know it's not good for your health. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with vaping, same thing. Depending on what you're using, I mean, there are some companies now. There's only like two or three mm-hmm. where you can vape a pure flower. It's not. It, you know, it's very similar to juicing, where yeah. you want to make sure the enzymes are not being burnt off. Right. Right, so there, there's certain technologies now where it's not going to be harmful. Mm-hmm. But I do the 80-20 rule. There's going to be people that love cannabis and want to do it recreationally, and there's yeah. and then you're going to have your therapeutic dose. Right. Recreationally, I think 80-20. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you want to have cannabis in your life and smoking is something that you just like to do, then great, do it on a Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, have it just be part of the you know your rec you know, glass yeah. of wine, whatever. Yeah. But, but 
in order to get the therapeutic dose of the cannabinoids crossing the blood-brain barrier, I believe that some of these other delivery systems are going to be more important. Okay, mm-hmm. so when does inhale? When do? When is the only time I recommend inhalation? I have recommended vaping to a couple of my chronic pain patients, and they do it every hour because. With inhalation method, it goes in within one to three minutes to the bloodstream, and it lasts about one to three hours. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's fast onset, but it's it's a quick duration. Right. So you have to keep doing. That's why you see people keep vaping. Right. Okay. Right. right. There's transdermal, right? So you have through the skin. That some of the technology is pretty amazing. So if you're using a cream and it's staying on the skin, it's not being absorbed. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Patches are good unless you have a lot of hair or you're older and you have loose skin. Mm-hmm. But I like patches because they they get into the bloodstream within 15 to 30 minutes, but they can last 8 to 12 hours. Wow. Okay? But topicals are also good. They'll get into the blood half an hour to an hour, mm-hmm. um, but and they last 2 to 3 hours. So, like, if you oh, have tennis elbow. And it's nice because patches and, and lotions are local. Right. Right. Okay? But... That's never going to replace internal. You know, you know, you have to understand mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an internal person all the way. So how do we get internal? Well, there's um, suppositories. Mm-hmm. There's ingestibles. So ingestibles, I would say, usually are mostly THC. I feel like if you're going to do CBD, why get the sugar with the gummies? Right. Um, I don't really recommend edibles at all mm-hmm. because even if you're doing THC, you know, get the THC dropper. Get a, get a CBD dropper, two different products, two different oils, and you can be exact in the measurement. Uh-huh. You know, because as you're digesting the cookie or the brownie or the butter or whatever it is, yeah. you're at, as you're digesting, it's continuing to release delta nine. So it, you're going to continue to get the psychoactive effect. It's really hard to regulate. So I, I, I don't really recommend. Like on a recreational standpoint, that's fine. Um, and I want to talk about the four different ways to get a tincture in. Mm-hmm. So. In the beginning of this conversation, we talked about receptors. Yes. Okay. Receptors in your gut. We know the brain-gut communi- you know, mm-hmm. connection, Dr. Mark Hyman. So if you have, for instance, IBS or you have something in the gut, it's nice to have a tincture where it's being released in the gut. So in, it, it, the CBD oil would be an MCT oil, alcohol, coconut mm-hmm. oil, olive oil, because then you're digesting it in the gut. You're assimilating it. Um, and then you're absorbing it. Right. Now, the issue with that is when you have a gut issue, you might not assimilate and absorb, you mm-hmm. know, better, right? So there, there's that. But because of the brain-gut connection, I recommend taking a tincture that's sublingual. Uh-huh. Okay? So, so it's, there, there's, it's a little bit tricky. So with, my, with, with anyone that has a gut issue, I'll, they can choose. If they can afford it, I'll have them do, uh, you know, a coconut oil or MCT oil or, you know, alcohol-based or something, yeah. CBD oil, but I also have them do the brain one, right? Mm-hmm. So like the sub- so because when you're doing a sublingual, it can cross, or even on the tongue, which is a sound frequency, sonication, it's going to cross the blood-brain barrier in 5 to 15 seconds. Wow. And, it's, and, and when we tested the blood, it's going to last anywhere from 4 to 6 hours. I mean, 4 pretty strong. Mm-hmm. So I you have to play around a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. For my American patients that don't have good digestion, I don't do, I don't touch the, the oils that are that have to be absorbed through the stomach because cannabis is still an expensive molecule right now. Yes, it is. Yeah, Co- yeah. Correct. So that's kind of how I do it. So I, I, I leave Great. smoking for the recreational part. Yeah. 
suppositories are really important mm-hmm. um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, topicals and transdermals are great, but you still need the tincture. So as an herbalist, you probably know this from Chinese medicine. I love tinctures. Yeah, tinctures are awesome. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so just to kind of like recap and, you know, distill that all that information down, it sounds like, you know, um, obviously like this, the quality products that you're talking about are kind of like the top, the top one. And then if people are going to engage in cannabis recreationally, this also really points to just like anything, like with food, there's, there, there should be that, that we should be looking for as consumers, basically quality cannabis that has been tested for pesticides and for molds and these kinds of things. So I know even there are dispensaries here in Sacramento that are of the organic branding, which they are, and they're still a medical facility. They're not even recreational. You still have to have a medical card to get to these kinds of facilities. They're not just openly recreational. And apparently there's still some distinction in that where they can stay as a medical cannabis facility and a quote unquote recreational Mm -hmm. ones. There's a different thing there, but it sounds like collectively, just like our food, we need to be looking for quality cannabis more or less for. So just like our food and our herbs, all herbs and plant medicine, if it's, we ideally want it grown yeah. in the under the earth, underneath the sun. You want the full spectrum of the sun. Mm-hmm. You don't want it modified. Mm-hmm. You know, you want a pure seed. Um, you want um, organic. You know, USDA organic. Yes. You know, and then and then this is the, this is the thing. There, there's different levels of conversation. The last two things I'll say on this is that. There are, I have a lot of patients that went through AA. They don't want something that has alcohol in it because a lot of the CBD has alcohol in it. So that's the first thing. Uh The second thing is, you know, even with children or, you know, some people do not want any THC. Right. Right. So companies are also taking the THC out. Some people want a little THC that's, you know, enough. Mm -hmm. They're still not going to get psychoactive effect. Mm -hmm. So everybody has different values. It's very similar to health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, And the last thing I'll say is, is that, you know, things are going to be changing, right? Right now, people know about THC and people know about CBD, yes. okay? Now, some farmer <laughs> picked, harvested his cannabis too early by accident, and yeah. what they discovered is there was a lot of CBG in it. So that's the next largest cannabinoid that's going to be popular. You'll probably hear about it next year. Okay. You're doing clinical trials on it. They're finding the medical benefits of CBG when you have it, it helps CBD work like 10 times better. So, wow. so that's going to happen. But I, this is what I would say. Most people need a general CBD as like a multivitamin, right? Uh-huh. Got it. Environmental toxins, EMFs, things you can't control, mold, alcohol, pharmaceuticals. You're, you're going to need like a general tonic. We have, when you see someone like, you know, when our patients see us, we can do like a Lu Hui Han Wan. But we might want to do a modification. So cannabis right now has gotten to the point where we're working on, you know, I, at least for me in my practice, if you have a specific issue, I can say to you, I might want you to do CBD, maybe a little CBG, but I wanted to have a lot more beta carophylline, a lot more limonene because you have a predisposition or you're worried about Alzheimer's or dementia or MS. Right, right. So the last, yeah, I just want to make note that when people are buying CBD and they might say, it's it's linalool dominant or beta carophylline dominant or myrcene or humulene like these terpenes and flavonoids have medical benefits we know about and so yeah. we're going to be able to customize based and make a better recommendation but for now most people can do really well with a general CBD tonic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, well that's that's very helpful. And I guess my my next question to this is the um those those four layers of delivery method, right, that, that we're talking about um and the people that this is applicable to. So 
obviously I've had people ask me this and I've, I've just genuinely said, I don't know because the information is too conflicting from an online re- searching point, but, mm-hmm. um, breastfeeding moms, pregnant mm-hmm. moms, um, mm-hmm. in For regards sure. to, because I've had women who, um, say, you know, so breast being a mom, my wife, we have a three-year-old, my oh. wife, you know, it's, it's a full-time gig for moms when they're just doing stuff. They're so busy. And I've had women ask me, they're like, great to be honest, you know, um, back, back pain from carrying the kid. They're like, if I've, you know, if I, if I smoke or vape a little bit of cannabis, yeah. I just notice that my back pain goes down. I feel better, yeah. but they're always sort of just being conscientious moms. They're like, is that okay? If I vaporize while I'm breastfeeding, is that going to cause some, you know, there's so much, I think just from times previous to so much propaganda that people are terrified. They're just like, Oh, they have this kind of, you know, freak out panic response. So in relation to that, um, yep. what does the safety look like for the pregnant moms and the breastfeeding yep. moms if they want cannabis yep. in their lives, but they're not necessarily doing oils, but can they do mm-hmm. oils? And then how do those other delivery methods relate to yep. them? That's great. That's a great question. So uh, in October, I went to a medical conference for MDs um, just on cannabis, and it was international. I mm-hmm. mean, people flew in from all over, and they presented their latest clinical trials. Uh-huh. Um, I'll mention two. I want to first of all, hundred percent success rate getting people off opioids. Wow, hundred percent. It's amazing. I just want to say that it's amazing. Just yeah, not in this, not in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, we're getting there. But the second one was the presentation on. Um, well, I do. I mean, if a woman has cramps, menstrual cramps you know, from the time, you know, debilitating, like she misses work or school, it's six full years of her life. So from the age 13 to 48, six full years, she's in bed. That is rough. And and they've been able to cure it with cannabinoids. Wow. I mean, you know, I always say, well, don't forget Moxa, but yeah. (laughs) But to answer your question, they did a study with pregnant people. Mm -hmm. They also presented, and I'm happy to share this study because they said there's not been one issue and I, and I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people. Let's just say they even did 10,000 women. Maybe it was 100,000. I'll have to get the study. First three trimesters while pregnant, th- three months, I'm sorry, and last trimester. Mm-hmm. Completely safe. Wow. Okay? Now, as far as breastfeeding, I would say it has to be clean. Mm-hmm. Yes, they could use it. I mean, this is the deal, Grayson. FDA... Trump, he wouldn't have passed CBD to be legal in all 50 states with certain companies, right, certain right. products, right. If, if, if they haven't tested it. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. again, they, they, they have the patent for 20 years. I mean, they, they know the benefits. Mm-hmm. So I I'm just would adhere yeah. that um, with breastfeeding moms, you would want to make sure it's clean, which might be an extra 20 bucks or something. Sure. But just sure. making sure there's no residual solvents, no molds, no mycotoxins, heavy metals, stuff like that. So that, that, that's what I would say. And that's, yeah. and that's for, um, that's, that's for the moms that are maybe don't have the coin, right? <laughs> to, to, they're not going to spend money on the, maybe the oils, but if they were to get an organically grown high quality cannabis and they were to vape, there seems to be thus far, it seems like everything is green light. It's okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. Cause I've had people ask me that and women, and I'm like, I just, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a good question that I wanted to have people, uh, get value from having this conversation. So Dr. And, 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 yeah, yeah, and if they're if they're your patient, you know, just know that smoking is drying to the lungs sure. with wind deficiency, and you know, sure. so it. There's always the considerations that we have to. Yeah, and that's yeah. why I want people to see us, so we can just give them yeah. the best experience. Part of just the work I'm doing is mm-hmm. I want people to have a long-term healthy relationship with cannabis. Yes. 
cannabis means CBD. It means THC. I don't want someone to have a bad experience with cannabis because they they right. they, they, they need it. Right. Absolutely. No, I, I, I'm with you. <laughs> I, I totally am on the same page. Well, you know, given this is a huge topic and you've done an amazing job of just distilling it down and making it accessible, which is really nice because there's, there is a lot of confusion out there. So um, thank you for that. But in this larger context, context, I would say of this conversation, you know, cannabis, Chinese yeah. medicine, is there anything else that you want to, I guess, dive into or, or offer up as just you know, your, your take on, on medicine, um, what you're seeing, because like I said, with Chinese medicine practitioners and any practitioner that I talk to, if they, if they practice Ayurveda, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm always of the mind is that we're going to learn a methodology of medicine. We're going to learn a methodology of skill, whether that's martial arts and every person is going to bring their own unique stamp to it. And it always is a question I want to ask people, you know, in terms Mm -hmm. of your unique stamping in this larger Mm -hmm. context, right? Whether it's cannabis medicine, Chinese medicine, is there any stuff that's just on your plate that you're like, yeah, this is worth talking about for a quick minute? Because I, I like to open that up uh, for people because I think, you know, the mark you're leaving is unique because it's you, you know, and the mm-hmm. same thing I'm doing and, and other practitioners. So yeah, you know, the floor is yours. I just wouldn't want to, <laughs> you know, not to put you too much on the spot, but I would, we're here. So I, I always like to ask. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. I, um, I, th- I think, the most important thing for me now is, you know, I have a unique skill set um, for vision. Mm-hmm. I have a unique ability of being able to sit in front of one and understand the place they live their life from. Mm-hmm. And I believe that medicine is being a master of your energy, your chi, you know, Mm -hmm. are you leaking or blocking? Are you Mm -hmm. leaking money, energy, love? Are you blocking energy, money, love? Yes. Um, You know, what can we do in the path of least resistance, the most efficient way for you to start feeling better, being in your power, um, to really just have you come out in the world? I mean, I think it's our birthright to feel good. I feel like it's our only job to feel good and be happy. And I feel like people are not sure. There, there's been this, there's been, I feel like, learned behavior. These shoulds, these, you know, this yeah. comparison. There's yeah. a lot of underlying underlying stuff. So, I, you know, what I do, what, what I think right now for me as a Chinese doctor in America and what my gifts are and, and, and what I'm seeing as common threads mm-hmm. as far as us as a whole is that, When you can create some awareness, and this is why working with someone like us or a therapist, you know, yeah. you, know you know, other people, yeah. our, our friend circle, you know, we have mm-hmm. these blind sides. We have this underlying operating system that we live our life from, and and you know, we we update our iPhones. Yeah. If you, have you done a software update? You <laughs> right. know, to have to have a hardware update. Mm-hmm. You know, are you you know? So it's one of those things where are you seeing? Do you have vision? Are you really seeing? Are you listening? Are you really hearing? I mean, there, there's a little bit of discernment there, and I right. feel that. I want us to ask better questions. I want us to have more courage to speak to, you know, the elephant in the room or what's really laying in our hearts. I think that most of us want to save face. Yes. We want to please. We want to be seen. You know, our egos are running rampant. We we, we want to feel good. We want to belong. And I feel that if you're not really clear Uh 
on your deepest intention in anything, in, in buying something, in serving someone, in making someone dinner, in doing business, if you're not clear on who you are, how do you know what to put your attention on? So I always tell people, you know, at the end of the day, what, what did you think about the most? You know, because if you were to fast forward, right. I always have my patients do this exercise. It's your 100th birthday, you're sitting in front of, you know, 100 people, yeah. you're celebrating your legacy, you know, you, you, you've done everything you want, you've, you've become everything you want, what are you gonna do in the next hour? Like you have to know in, it with conviction with every cell in your body that you are designing this life. Yeah. You get to have anything you want. We all, Oprah puts on her pants the same way as the Dalai Lama and Mother Teresa and I yeah. mean, we're all, we're all human. Yes, We all have this capacity to be anybody. And the only thing that's limiting us is ourself, and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's really up to us. And so, you know, and, and the one thing that I say, which might be a little harsh to especially some of my new patients, but I'm good. I love my life. I'm so happy, and yeah. I, want to be, I want to help you. And I really put that self-responsibility that until you're willing to start with yourself yeah. and figure out how to really be happy. Yeah. You will not have the connections and the and the love and the, and the experience that you really want. Yeah. I know that. I know that. That's true. I, I thank you. That's a that's a really good answer. <laughs> and I um and I I agree in a in a bunch of different ways. But the the thing that I, you know, there's there's so many ways. There's so many threads I could go with what you just said, and I feel like that's. What you said, right? Talking about the elephant in the room, the difficult conversations, and I had this conversation with um, with Cat Lee, who was just on last mm, last oh, week. She, I interviewed her, oh, and yeah. um, she was saying we had this conversation about leaning into the hard edges, the things that are difficult in our life. I think right now, especially right culturally, politically, we people, the country is polarized, um, families are polarized. Yeah. People are polarized, and we're getting into this place where, again, the art of, of conversation and discussion. You know, it, it's a it's a rare thing to see nowadays where people can disagree about something, right? A, a, someone who is, say, pro-Trump and who isn't. Mm -hmm. And for people to meet respectfully and say, you know, I really think that's a bullshit position and here's why. But I'm going to stay calm. Let's just talk mm -hmm. about it and explore the idea. And I feel like that skill is getting lost and it's so critical. Mm -hmm. And there's a fundamental resiliency that I think we need to develop to um, – to go through this process. There's nothing yeah. about life that's easy. You know, there's nope. beautiful upswings that are just like amazing. And then there's like, oh my God, what the hell is this? And what did I sign up for? Like, what is going on? Because life gets pretty rough. You know, there's, there's some patches that are just not easy to go through. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think, you know, I use the metaphor for, for herbs, you know, some of them, like mm -hmm. those adaptogenic mm -hmm. herbs, like goji mm -hmm. berries, they, mm. they grow in dryness, drought, yeah cold, freezing temperatures, yeah. hot sun, changes in climate, and they mm -hmm. come out with this amazing ability to do things inside of us. But it's like yes. if that plant hadn't been adaptable and resilient in yes. its, you know, the stressors and yeah. the influences, then we're not going to really get anywhere. And I feel like that's what's sometimes being lost is that resiliency right now. And that is a trained mm -hmm. skill that we have to yes. push our, ourselves into, right? The cold showers, the saunas, yep. the difficult <laughs> conversations, right? Eating bitter foods that are like, oh, yes. that tastes like crap, but it's going to be really good for me. <laughs> There's a, a certain amount of that. And I, I appreciate that you said that because I think that's a, like a big, it's a big piece, you know? And, and yeah, and then it allows you to, 
kind of know what you're made of and you get to access some some cooler stuff right <laughs> you get to access some of that 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 higher frequency that um that we all are entitled to but it is work right yeah it's, yeah it's the, work the, it's work it's work it, you know what's that that phrase um whatever's in your way is the way right the obstacle is the path right <laughs> yes yes i agree yeah. and you know yeah. we are calling in exact the exact people and the exact experiences that we need for our cur- curriculum for growth yes and i and i feel that you know i'm grateful for it you know i feel like mm-hmm. there's this beautiful design there's this human intelligence the cr- the creation intelligence right and i feel that you know i the more I can get out of my own way and be available, mm-hmm. and the more that you can eat foods that are fuel, that are pure light and life force, yeah. I feel like at this point in my life, Grayson, the universe is matching my, you know, not to be woo-woo, but matching yeah. my vibration, yeah. right? Yeah. So the more that I'm getting healthier, the more that I'm you know, speaking about things that might be scary or my, around my relationship with love or my relationship with money, the, the things that hold a lot of energetic charge, yep. boom. I'm calibrating here and that feels good. That feels mm-hmm. good. And then I'm attracting better patients that really want to dig deep or more fun vacations or right. longer time, you know. So it's really interesting once you make the investment, it's all I all we're getting is being blessed. So it, it's amazing to be on the journey and being in a time where people really want to be happy, people want to be in the community, they want to be healthier and yes. I, think it's, I think it's an exciting time I'm very hopeful me too me too I mean I, I I have faith in humanity as rough and as ugly as it gets on this planet I think you know fundamentally people are good and we have to keep fighting the good fight and keep pushing you know in the directions that we want to go and it's not always easy but it's um yeah it's a it's a fight worth fighting that's for sure um so uh Dr. Lita my last little bit here is my my two little prong question to wrap this up is um if people are, are hearing this and they're like, man, I want to get in on some high quality CBD oil. You know, where, who do I talk to? Where do I go? Maybe companies or, or ways to approach that. Um, and then the last bit is just, um, how can people follow you? You know, social media, um, website, the information where people want to, you know, use you and look you up as a resource. So those two things are, I think are important. Thanks. Well, I would say, you know, depending on where you live, um, there's a lot of companies, especially with CBD, you can buy online. Mm-hmm. So um, the topicals I like, there's a company called CBD Clinic. Mm-hmm. There's a company called Papa and Barkley. I mean, I'm happy to give resources out anytime if people want to email me. Yeah. Um, lotions, patches, and stuff like that. Now, with transdermal, with topical, mm-hmm. you can have THC in them, especially if you're using them for pain and inflammation, and you won't get high. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a little bit around topicals that I like having THC in them. Yep. But some of the CBD, of course, is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. And then as far as certain flowers... Um, if people are wanting to smoke, again, yeah. I can't stress enough, just be asking, you know, a dispensary right. um, or the farmer that you know, or if you're wanting to cultivate on your own. And of course, if it's legal and you have a license, but, you know, follow the basic principles of food, you know, yes. you know, making sure, you know, really understanding where your food's coming from. More importantly, you know, where is your cannabis coming from to have it be clean mm-hmm. and and how you buy which flower, you know, depending on which seed, depends on your health goals, right? And how mm-hmm. you're wired, okay? So I would say it's very, in, I think it's pretty inexpensive. I have an online telehealth practice. I also have a clinic based in Santa Cruz. And my telehealth practice, I do cannabinoid profiling. So mm-hmm. if someone has 
a chronic disease or, or a symptom or they're just really wanting to know the right cannabinoid, terpene, and flavonoid profile for depression or ADHD based right. on genetics, right. that's what I do in my practice. Beautiful. And then I can give them a very specific recommendation on you should buy this product and then you can go into your local dispenser and buy it. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't make any money off it, but it's it's just, it's nice to be able to, if someone wants to yes. have cannabis as part of their you know, supplement regimen, mm-hmm. I want them to get something that's going to work. Because it, you know, if you're taking beta-carotene versus limonene, and even your flour or your tincture, that might rev you up or bring you down, you know, and it depends on your goal. Right. So I do that. Um, it, it's about $150, but then you have that for life. Um, right. It's great. It's pretty amazing. And then um, as far as just a general tincture, as far as CBD, it's going to depend on if they want it in olive oil, coconut oil, MCT oil, alcohol, if they uh-huh. want sublingual, um, if they want a whole plant extract and which terpenes they want in it. Right. But there's there's a couple companies I like, and it depends on where you live. Mm-hmm. So what I would say is um, my website is drlita.com, so doctor spelled out L-E-T-A. Mm-hmm. And my, same with Facebook and Instagram and mm-hmm. LinkedIn and all those other ones. That's okay. my brand. Great. But the best thing I can do is I wrote up, you know, and I try to keep it updated, which topicals, which, and again, I, you have to buy them online. I won't make any money from them, but sure. you know, I'm happy to give those recommendations out. Um, in my private practice, I do carry a couple and I have an online store. So if people do want, of course, you know, you can yeah. buy from me and you know, people can go to my website and buy a bottle of CBD oil. Um, the reason I chose, um, this one brand, as far as like the multivitamin of them mm-hmm. is because it's, you don't have to digest it. There's no alcohol in it for my AA patients. There's no THC in it, organic, non-GMO, but it has, not only does it have um, a whole plant extract, it has CBD, high levels of CBG mm-hmm. um, in it. It has seven terpenes, CBN. It has everything that I'm seeing that people need based on American lifestyle. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. of course. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you. I mean, I really appreciate um, the time, you know, your your passion is easy to see and to feel and, oh. you know, and you've got so much information and knowledge and it's, it's nice to have someone passionately sharing it and making it accessible because like I said, the conversation needs to be had. There are a ton of people that are curious. So, yeah. um, I just appreciate you being willing to, to share it so openly and, um, just contributing what you are. You know, I love, I love this topic and I love what you're doing. So I'm, I'm in, full, I'm in full support. <laughs> Thank you, Grayson. Yeah, you bet. You're, you're a blessing. Thank you. Much appreciated. Well, um, Dr. Lita, thank you. Um, Really appreciate it. So we'll have you back on. I'm sure at some point we'll have much more to talk about. So thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks, Grayson. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.